Welcome to Junior Elves and Now What, interlude episode 32.5, ultimate episode 74. So since I recorded last, feels like there's a lot that has taken place. And so I'm going to try to kind of run through a list of stuff and hopefully be able to read my really terrible penmanship. Uh, my wife was mocking me yesterday because I couldn't read what I had written. Um, and the sad part is, is some of the stuff that I had written was on my phone. And so it must have just been cryptic notes that I just didn't understand. Having said all of that. Uh, so here's kind of a quick rundown. Uh, we went on our first, and I'm going to say vacation, because it really was a vacation. If nothing else, it was a trip uh, where we we uh, went on a little road trip down uh, to the southern part of our state. And uh, it was about a good four and a half hour drive from where we're at into this little town. Um, it, and it was so nice. Um, my parents had done this um, uh, place that you rent a house. Um, I forget the, the the name of the method they did, but uh, it was a nice home with a swimming pool in the back. Uh, my sister and her family were there. My parents were there. And uh, obviously my wife and I and, and our three kids were there. Uh, we had a place uh, take our dog for us. It was like a doggy daycare. And I will tell you what, holy cow. I mean, if setting aside the whole vacation thing, that was worth it by itself. Because when we came back, our dog's a different dog in a very good way. Um, he He's, I don't know if it was just because he got to interact with other dogs and kind of broke down some of his uh, hesitancy to be around others or what, but man, he is just a different dog in a good way. So that was well worth it. Um, it was also nice for all of us to get around other people and and spend some time with them. Now, you know, social distancing is, is, is a bit dif- difficult when you're all under the same roof. Um, but uh, going into that, um, you know, one member of my family had been tested for COVID and had come back negative before we went. Um, all of us were doing pretty good. Now, since we've been back, there's been a number of different people who have come down with uh, various colds or illnesses. Um, I don't think it's a result of the trip, but having said all of that, it was so very nice. And for a few reasons. One is uh, we got to swim in a pool, which is always nice. We got to spend time with family, which is definitely a nice thing. We played some really fun games. Um, and then on top of that, uh, we had an opportunity to listen to uh, General Conference. So for those of you who aren't aware, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has two events every year that they do called General Conference. Uh, one's annual, one's semi-annual, and typically they take place in April and October. Um, and this is where we have a chance to listen to the prophet, the, the 12 apostles, uh, and, and other members of the leadership of the church. And this is where they share with us counsels or insight. It's always spiritually uplifting. Uh, and in fact, my next podcast that I'm going to share uh, is is really thoughts that came into my mind throughout the course of that, things that I feel like I need to act on or study. Um, but we're we're going to pass on that for this particular podcast and focus mostly on some of the stuff that we did in preparation for the trip and some of the specific things we did for the trip. So uh, as I've mentioned before, Legos is one of my passions. Uh, and in fact, I'm sitting in my library in my house right now. Um, staring at some of the various different Lego sets that I have uh, put together over the last few years. And it's become one of my passions, um, more so than even it was when I was younger. And that's saying something. Um, And so for this trip, we bought uh, every member of the family uh, a different Lego set to to put together while we were gone. And it was nice. It was fun because uh, all of my kids got to do it. Uh, I'm going to emphasize a couple of them here. Um, My uh, my six-year-old, got a Mario Lego set. And so for those of you who aren't aware, they released a series of Legos that are specific to kind of the, the Mario land, for lack of a better word. 
Um, the, there's a Mario character that's actually got some electronics to it and, and power that runs to it. And so like when he jumps off of certain things, uh, he makes sounds. It sounds like he's collecting coins um, and, and it can tie into an app. Um, and the other cool thing about this is, is there's lots of different sets uh, that you can kind of merge together to make kind of a, a you know, a timed uh, Lego event where you have Mario running through an, basically an obstacle course. Um, the app also helps you to build these Legos. Um, it's it's a 3D renderings of almost like a, an AutoCAD 3D rendering of the Legos as you're putting them together. So you can change direction or angle to know, oh, crap, I, I put that on at the wrong spot. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And so my six-year-old has an amazing time putting it together. And, and so has, you know, my 11-year-old playing with him and, and the Legos and, and some of the cousins. So that was fun. Um, we got my oldest son, one of those like cityscape Legos um, that was kind of cool. It's like a miniature version of, uh, I believe, the London skyline. And then uh, the last uh, Lego set that we got, uh, oh, that's not true. The 11-year-old got a couple of uh, like race cars so he could race with one of his cousins. And then I got uh, one of those um, Legos that's part of the uh, Imaginarium or whatever. Uh, and basically, these are the Lego sets that um, somebody came up with something that was really, really cool. Spent a lot of time figuring out the instructions. So like the Voltron uh, Lego set, which is amazing, by the way. Um, the Stranger Things House in the Woods that's got kind of the mirror image from the upside down on it. Um, the Ship in the Bottle. And there's a bunch of other ones. Those are just some of the ones that I have. Um, anyway, so this is the Dodge Charger from the Fast and Furious movies. And whether you like the movies or not, the car itself is really cool. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how much I'd like it. I haven't put together that particular kind of, it's like the, the, the Technic style Legos, um, as much. And wow. I mean, it was, it's fantastic. It's super cool. Um, all these moving parts, little tiny pistons in the engine. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really neat. Um, anyways, so, uh, that was some of the stuff that we took that was really fun. Uh, in addition, we took some additional games um, and we bought some just for this trip. And so uh, just to kind of a quick rundown from a party game standpoint, we bought two. One of them is um, called Movie Trivia or Movies Trivia. Uh, and it, it sounds exactly like what it is. Um, I, I will tell you that as a, as a family, um, we, we explicitly don't watch any rated R movies or MA or any of that kind of uh, level of rating. And so when you're getting trivia games like that, it does tend to exclude out certain types of questions of things that we may be aware of, but may not have seen. And so that, that does limit um, the amount of trivia we can expand on. Uh, needless to say, it was still fun. Uh, the one that was the better trivia game, I felt, was one called Good Guess. And it's, a, it's a, like a social trivia game where it's kind of the who or the what or the where and um, it, it lists questions and you go down and see if people can guess before you get to the final kind of uh, hint. Uh, and that was that was actually really fun. And then uh, the final game we bought was not really a party game. It's a card game. It's called Skyjo, S-K-Y-J-O. And this game was was super fun. Uh, there's a game that we played as a family that's very similar. Uh, the difference is, is these cards are specifically geared towards itself. Um, they're, they're similar to face cards, but not really. They're, they're more just numeric. and um, it's, it's a very, very fast-paced game. You can play with a decent number of people. Uh, we did quite a few rounds of that, and that one was really fun. So I, I'm kind of eager to play more of that. So in addition to that, uh, there was uh, a couple of things unrelated to the trip I just wanted to kind of put out there. Um, there's been some discussion, you know, with 2020, anything's possible, that, uh, oh my gosh, they've now discovered life on Venus. 
So I, I'm just going to put something out there. For those of you who don't know, in, in, my, in my astronomy searches and, and research and studies that I've done over the years, um, Venus is of particular interest because a lot of times it's referred to as our sister planet. It's, it's a lot like our same size. Um, it's, it's closer to the sun, obviously, than we are. Uh, but it, uh, it, it shares a fair amount of, of similarities to us. And one of the things that makes it scary when you compare it like that is, is it's what Earth could look like if things go south, especially for, quote unquote, Mother Earth. Um, Venus has the, the, the extreme version of the greenhouse effect, which basically is, is that the, the atmosphere on Venus has become so uh, polarized that when the, the rays of the sun and other things enter into the Venus atmosphere, it doesn't escape. It just continues to reverberate it, cooking the planet. Um, the, the surface of Venus is basically, and, and, and to not use words that could be construed as expletives, basically what people would perceive Hades to look like. Um, it, is, it is significantly hotter than Mercury, and Mercury is way, way closer to the sun. And, and it's because of these greenhouse effects. So it's a scary place, to say the least. Um, and they have detected this year something that might mean that there is life on Venus, which everyone just assumed was impossible just because of the nature of the planet. Uh, there is a there's a chemical that they have detected in the atmosphere that is typically produced by things like bacteria. Um, and so they have wondered if perhaps maybe something did somehow subsist on the planet um, that is producing that. It's still a giant unknown. But anyways, just sharing that with you and in case you were curious to know if you've heard kind of the rumor mill that life might be on Venus. Uh, there's still a much higher probability life is on Mars, albeit still pretty slim because it's very cold on Mars and the atmosphere is extremely thin um, and, you know, water, ice, et cetera, is very difficult to come by. So it would have to be very deep into the, the, the Mars planet to find anything living. And then the only other thing I wanted to comment on kind of before I finish up the, the cars discussion that I've been doing for the last handful of podcasts um, is related to um, actually, I guess there's two things with Halloween coming up. Uh, we've been trying to start watch some of uh, the uh, Halloween movies, and I really like the Hotel Transylvania movies. They're fun, they're easy, they're lighthearted. And even though Adam Sandler as a comedian is kind of an ups and downs for me, some of the stuff he does is just too crude and crass to want to watch. But some of it's really fun and enjoyable, like Bedtime Stories is a good example. Um, I thought he did a really good job with Hotel Transylvania, a good cast of people, uh, fun music, etc., Anyways, uh, there's a classic scene in the third one where they're on this airplane and I mean, it's just complete and utter chaos. I mean, people are flying out of the plane while they're flying. Everything's getting destroyed in it. Um, last Christmas, as I had mentioned on this podcast, we had visited uh, my folks in upstate New York and our flight out there had been pretty um, uh, chaotic. We had flown United and between the planes, the landings, uh, the customer service, it was it was kind of a horrible journey flying out. And I don't have a problem flying or traveling for that matter, but it was not fun. So as we're watching this third Hotel Transylvania movie, my oldest son said, well, at least that's better than flying United. So anyways, that was that was kind of comical. On a somewhat more serious note, um, in, in our neighborhood, uh, there is, uh, as, as most neighborhoods, lots of different fast food joints. And uh, one of them is a Wendy's. Uh, that prior to the pandemic, uh, my family and I went to a lot. And it was not so much because the food or even the prices. It was the the people. The customer service was amazing. They were always super friendly to us, to, 
to an extent, they got to know us by name, which I know it's kind of sad to say that at about a fast food place. But this particular one um, had a gal that was working there. And she did everything in her power to get to know people on a personal level while she was helping them, even though it was a very short period of time. So when my wife went in there, she knew her by name. Uh, she knew kind of what was going on in our family. Um, she was always, always super nice. Well, she passed away um, in the last month or two. Uh, we didn't find out about it until recently. But it's very fascinating because this, uh, this Wendy's is also located very close to a junior high and a high school. And, uh, and an elementary school for that matter. And she helped a lot of people, adults and kids alike, get through some rough times. And so when she passed away, there was postings after postings after postings on uh, various different things that she did to influence people. And so uh, even if you have no close personal friends or even close acquaintances, uh, this to me is a prime example that you can make a huge influence on people's lives by just simply getting to know a person by their name and a little about what's going on in their life. Sometimes it's just nice to have somebody that's not going to judge you that you can just lean on. So that was, that was sad and cool at the same time. Um, okay. So moving on to the, the last series of the, 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 the latest three cars that we've had or driven, uh, in, in my lifetime anyway. Um, so these, uh, so we're going to do 13, 14, and 15 here. And 15 is the last one, at least currently for us. So uh, the 13th car that, that I've either driven or owned uh, is a Hyundai Santa Fe. So we traded in our Sonata, the, the first leased car we had, and traded in for a Santa Fe. Uh, this was our first all-wheel drive vehicle with like a full glass roof um, and some pretty significant bells and whistles, heated and cooled seats, um, heated steering wheel, um, and, and et cetera. The list goes on. Um, it was a life changer for us. And, and I will say both good and bad. It's, it was a good life changer because uh, there's so much to it that made it so nice to, to travel when we had to go some places as a family, whether it's just a, an hour journey to visit parents or further. Um, it was bad because of all those bells and whistles uh, we're going to have a hard time ever going back to a car without all those bells and whistles. Um, it just was a very smooth driving car. Um, and for the price tag, I mean, it was amazing how many bells and whistles it had. Um, my little Elantra, as, as good as a car as it was with gas mileage and stuff, didn't have anywhere near as many bells and whistles. And so it was hard to want to drive it. I always wanted to drive my wife's Santa Fe. So that was, that was a, a fantastic uh, growth point for us as a family. So when the lease came up on my Elantra, we traded it in for, um, at the time, was the brand new in the United States uh, car that Hyundai had released called the Kona, K-O-N-A. And um, this was a little tiny, I guess it's considered a crossover uh, car, a little hatchback with uh, all-wheel drive, a little uh, turbo one-point-something engine in it. Um, and uh, wow, I mean even though it may not have all the same bells and whistles that my wife car uh, did and does, because she's she since moved on to another vehicle, um, it, is, it, it is the most amazing little car I've driven. I've always considered myself a truck person, and I still would like to have a truck, um, but this little car is just so incredibly fun to drive. Not only does it have a little bit of pep, but the maneuverability, um, the little sound of the engine, even the stereo in it's really cool. Um, it's got a black interior and exterior, kind of a gunmetal black. Um, but the interior has this really cool, like, green pinstriping to it uh, that really stands out. 
So, um, I mean, honestly and sincerely, the only downside behind the car at all is that there are very few USB ports in it, um, which considering, you know, the direction of technology is kind of a downside. Having said that, it does have the uh, the Apple Play. So I plug my phone in and it takes over the system. So the, the map and the stereo and all that kind of stuff is now driven completely from my phone. And I know that today that's not new technology, but when I first got the Kona, um, it was uh, new. So uh, it was it was kind of a game changer for me. Um, I, it had features that even the Santa Fe didn't have, being that being one of them. And so um, this might be, you know, for the first time in a while since we've been leasing so much that uh, when the lease is up in a few months on that car, uh, we may not trade it back in for something newer. We we may just buy it outright. It's uh, it's a pretty spectacular car, and the price tag on it was amazing. Um, uh, not to dig into money, but. The most expensive version of the Kona, which is the ones with all the bells and whistles, was still under 30K. Um, and for something with all-wheel drive and a little turbo engine and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, pretty amazing. Okay, so on to the last car. So this is uh, 15 on my list. Um, when the, uh, the lease on the Santa Fe was up, uh, we took it back in and we said, okay, we just want to go ahead and buy this. Well, they were having apparently some issues with the glass roof on it, even though that was one of my favorite features of the car because I liked having that kind of uh, open feel. Um, this particular uh, car, I guess there were some some concerns, safety concerns with it. And so there was a bunch of recalls going on in it, with it at the time. Um, nothing that was affecting us too much, but uh, when we first took the car in, uh, our salesman, who, by the way, I hate salesmen as a whole. I, I think they're slimy and... Um, and, and I don't know, give me the chills. Um, so for those of you who are out there that are salesmen, I, I apologize, no insult intended, but um, I just don't. Having said that, this particular salesman is super amazing. Um, he is not the typical salesman. Uh, he is a, you know, we went in there, we tell him what we want, and he simply says, okay, well, here's what I've got. Um, doesn't try to upsell us on anything. It doesn't drag us around to show us car to car. He just says, take it or leave it. Let's just talk and we'll go. And, and he's, he's awesome. He really is. Um, and so, uh, uh, so he said, okay, well, before you go out and buy the Santa Fe and, and we had some pretty high miles on it. Uh, when you lease a car, you typically have a finite amount of miles you're supposed to put on it. And we had gone on a few trips in this and he says, you know, price for price, it may actually be worth you trading it in. And there's a new car we've got on the lot that I think you'll want to see. So he showed us the Palisade, um, which like the Kona, this was the first year it had been released in the United States. And, um, we, we took a little tiny test drive in it, and the amount of improvements in safety features compared to the Santa Fe or the Kona was dramatic. Now, um, it's a bit bigger of a car, uh, but it's a much more comfortable bigger car from that standpoint. Again, all-wheel drive, all that kind of jazz. Um, but this one has you know, the, the smart cruise. It's got uh, front rear and side radar. It's got blah, 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 blah. And I'm not trying to sell the car itself, just trying to point out that even though we love the Santa Fe and I love my Kona, um, this Palisade is hands down the best vehicle we've ever had. So we did eventually trade in for it um, price for price. We actually didn't end up paying more, which worked out really well, even though it's a more expensive car than the Santa Fe was. So uh, I feel like I've rambled a lot here, um, but that is that is the end of the list. There are other cars we've had and stories I have of cars, but uh, as far as what we've owned, um, that, that kind of caps it out. So uh, I'm, I'll come up with a new list of, of, you know, kind of top three things or three things going forward. Um, but from a car standpoint, until either we get my oldest boy a car that I can share stories about or I get that truck that I eventually want or whatever the case may be, that's the end of this list. Um, hope this sheds some insight into some 
uh, things to keep in mind when you're buying your own uh, vehicle. So to end this podcast, um, I, I read a really funny quote, and it says, why is sleeping in considered lazy, but going to bed isn't? Um, it's so true. I mean, seriously, people, well, and, and I'm, I'm a night person. I, I prefer, I do my best thinking at night. I do not do my best thinking in the morning. Um, so I, I prefer going to bed late and sleeping in if I can. Um, now that I'm 40, that makes it a little harder to sleep in. My body doesn't let me as much, but uh, it sure is nice when the opportunity presents itself. Hope you guys have a spectacular week. Thanks for listening. Smile, be happy, and remember that you're worth it.